Arizona Full Court Press, presented to you by Geek Lives Nation. I'm your host, Nick Smith. Joining me tonight, Joel Jimenez. What's up, Joel? What's good, Nick? Let's do it. Yeah, man, indeed. I'm fucking excited. Um, the draft's been like four days, uh, no, three days now. Um, we got a lot, yeah. a lot of cool news coming down the pipes with Kawhi Leonard and um, you know all kinds of all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, it's just it's an exciting time. It's like it's uh, it, it's it's great that we can get this much excitement when we don't get any excitement from the finals. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, you know? yeah. especially. <laughs> yes. Uh, and also joining us is Jawar Carter. What's up, Jawar? Uh, Are you there, Jawan? Well-deserved boo, by the way. Yeah, like, what the hell? Um, I wonder if it's <laughs> like that one time when he was talking, and for whatever reason, we couldn't hear him. Let me try this. Yeah, maybe. Big All right, Jawan, are you there? Can you hear me now? <laughs> I think I, I heard I can him. hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Uh, cool, that worked. I just, Unfortunately. I, I just put you on mute and then put you back in, and, and it worked. Um, All right. What's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, well, I'm feeling a lot better now, now that I know you guys can hear me, because I was talking to myself, like last time, so. <laughs> yeah, something, something about your phone and and, and the podcast, they, they don't jive with one another sometimes. Um, but anyway, let's get into, yes, let's get into it, fellas. We got some interesting topics coming down the pipe. Uh, let's start with the Kawhi Leonard saga. Kawhi Leonard. He's he's reportedly not very happy. So I'm going to start at the beginning here. Chris Haynes of ESPN reported a few days ago that Kawhi wants out of San Antonio. Woj followed that up with a report that Kawhi would prefer Los Angeles, specifically the Lakers. Haynes later reported, I think this one came out today, that Leonard doesn't care about missing out on the Supermax, and he feels betrayed by the Spurs. Essentially, after his injury, he felt like... When he when he wanted to get the the second opinion, the the, the tide kind of started to shift against him in the locker room. We all remember, uh, you know, Parker and, and, and Ginobili coming out specifically. Tony Parker uh, being outspoken in, in in sort of a weird fashion, an unspurred like fashion. Uh, so apparently, if you're to believe these reports, he he feels betrayed by the Spurs staff, players, etc. Leonard's camp reportedly has yet <laughs> to officially ask the Spurs organization for a trade. And he has been in contact with Pop, but has not had like a face-to-face meeting. Uh, if Leonard hits the trading block, the Lakers, Sixers, Celtics, Clippers, and Cavs are expected to make offers. Before I pass it off, I just want to say uh, the Cavs, to the Cavs, like, just, you, you ain't getting quiet, you ain't got the assets. I don't care that you got the number eight pick and Kevin Love. That's not enough to get Kawhi Leonard. I just can't see it. Uh, I, I just I, there's other teams that have just better offers. If you're the Clippers, maybe you could you could get them to bite with you know some package based around Tobias Harris, twelve and thirteen, not twelve or thirteen, which is the report that came out earlier today. But I still feel like that is a long shot. I think the teams that are really in play are the Lakers. Sixers, Celtics, 
Joel, what do you take away from, you know, this this sort of ongoing story with Kawhi, you know, that I just feel like, God, he must be, he if if this is true, he's got to be pretty hurt to turn down a super max deal and get the fuck out of San Antonio. Like, that's got, that just says to me, like, irreparable damage, you know, that just can't be repaired. What do you think about that, and, and what do you think about uh, the teams that could put packages together for him, specifically the Lakers? You know, do you have a, a package in mind, or at least, you know, a, a, um, it doesn't have to be a specific package, but, well, just just specifically for the Lakers, you know, how much do you think you would be willing to give up? But let's start with, you know, just your general thoughts on the, on the ongoing story. Uh, well, I guess it's a long time coming. We all saw the writing on the wall, um, a lot of us at least. And things just weren't good there. It just felt weird. We were talking about it during the regular season. It was just really kind of toxic, which is not normal for yeah. the Spurs to have that, yeah. that, that vibe. Like negative vibes coming out of San Antonio just sounds weird. Um, so I always felt like probably it's best for the both for both sides to just – you know, separate because he looks bad and somehow they even look bad. So it's like, I can't say anybody looks good in this situation. So it's no, not exactly a surprise. There's no good guy in this situation. Exactly. At least to me. I mean, I can't, I just, like you said, it just doesn't look good. It's not a good look. And it's just like, you got to move on. But they just, you have to. And I know they, can't, they don't have to necessarily move him. You know, they can hold on to him for another year, but like, I mean, it's it just seems broken. If it didn't work all of last season, what, what's one sit down this summer gonna do? Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, I don't get how that's mm-hmm. gonna change overnight. It just it just right. seems kind of broken at this point. You know, like why keep that toxic uh, environment on a team that's yeah. never really had that kind of an issue? Yeah, so, and not to mention, I I, I would say too, um, but before you jump into the Lakers part of the equation, um, mm-hmm. what. Well, if you know you're, or if you even feel like you're going to have to trade him, we all know how how trades go as you get closer to the trade deadline, and teams teams that could be looking to acquire him this off season may not be in a position to do so come mid season. Now that doesn't mean there won't be other teams in a position to do so, but because right. really there's only a few teams who actually like seem to fit the mold of being able to take the risk of going after him plus have the assets in, in pretty much three teams. It, let's let's say the Lakers get Paul George and, and LeBron James. Like, they're not going to want to trade for him at that point. Why? Why would they? You know, why would you – I mean, I guess conceivably, you know, maybe you say to yourself, we'd rather have Kawhi Leonard than Paul George because we think Kawhi Leonard is just better than Paul George. but So we'll give you Paul George, but you're not getting any young pieces. Paul George doesn't want to be in San Antonio, so that's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, and, and who knows what kind of um, – how much contract control you're going to have out of him. I wouldn't imagine he signs more than a three-year deal with his second-year player um, – excuse me, third-year player option, simply because he's been in the league eight years, and once you're a 10-year veteran, you can make 35% of the salary cap – it would only make sense that he signs, uh, you know, a deal that, you know, to to get him to that 10-year point, kind of similar to what Russell Westbrook did, and then when he's eligible, 
for that 35% uh, salary cap max, you know, after 10 years, sign the big long-term deal then. But anyway, uh, go ahead. Your thoughts on, you know, what what you would be willing to part with if you're the Lakers to, to try to obtain Kawhi? Um, I think if you have the chance to do it, you do it. If you're the Lakers, my thing is, it's the Lakers, and I have no idea why the Spurs would try to help them. I mean, Very true. like, I don't see, like, what's the point? Like, what, how does that help the Spurs? <laughs> like, to send him to the Lakers? It doesn't, unless they get the, 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 like, decent young assets. But even then, like, why would you help them, like, create a super team in Los Angeles? Uh, and right. You know, they're longtime rivals between San Antonio and L.A. Yeah. I know uh, Kawhi has some leverage because he basically – can walk soon. Like, like he could basically right. say, you could trade me there, but I ain't, I ain't staying there. And, like, that, that, there goes most of your leverage in getting good shit back. And so, right. if you're the Spurs, you're definitely going to want to do, you know, you're going to probably want, if not two of their best young assets, uh, you probably want maybe all three of them. But from what I've heard, that he's not, they're not too high on Lonzo because of the drama. And they already got the, they're dealing with this personal issue with, with Kawhi. They don't need right. that drama either. So why would they yeah. even want? They don't. Even, why would you want Lonzo? Basically, uh, so yeah. it really would come down to Ingram and um, Kuzma uh, to be Kuzma. the key pieces to that trade. Yeah. So I mean, there's probably better trade proposals or there better packages for Kawhi in Boston or in Philly, where they can get they can get more bigger a bigger bang for their buck. Uh, it's just a matter of does he want to go play in Boston? And I bet they'd probably rather send him out east than leave him out somewhere in the west where they can. Because they obviously plan on competing. I don't expect the Spurs to rebuild anytime soon. You know what I mean? No. So you don't no. want them. To, you don't want him to bite you in the ass either. So that's kind of kind of where I'm at there. Yeah, I feel you there. And if I'm the Lakers, like there's there's pluses and minuses to trading for Kawhi. The biggest like plus that I can see is, is a bird in hand is better than two in the bush, so to speak. So <clears> if you get Kawhi, I think it makes it a lot easier to land a Paul George or LeBron James. However, of course. you're not like, I, I've heard this bandied about, and I think it's fucking ridiculous. The Spurs are not taking back Luol Deng. That is not fucking happening. Uh-huh. You All are right. not, you're not, you're not clearing that in this deal. The only possible way that they would do that is if you gave them all three. If you gave them, right. and then you right. would still have to take, and you would still have to take back somebody's salary to match. Like you may be stuck with taking thirty-seven-year-old Pal Gasol back. You don't want that. Right. Uh, or you, Ooh, you know, you may be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and and you know they would need a center, but still, at sixteen million a year, that's, that's true. That's rough. Maybe you could get them to, to throw in Danny Green since he would be in the last year of his contract. That would be somewhat favorable because he's only $10 million and he, he fills a position of need at the two guard. But here's my thing. If I'm the Lakers, I would strongly consider doing it if all I had to give up was uh, Kuzma, One of the Ingram, and I would throw in the number 25 pick. But I don't think maybe Josh Hart. I'm not giving you Lonzo on top of that. I'm just not. Dude, I'm not giving you all three of my. You know. I don't think they want Lonzo. Of course. So. <laughs> I don't either. But if they did, I'm just saying. I don't think they would want Lonzo on their team. I think they would be crazy right. not to want Lonzo as an asset that, that they can right. move somewhere else. You know. So, right. uh, but I don't. Sense. I'm not. I'm not giving you all three. So the biggest thing is this. The reason that I would consider doing it 
is because you could get you could get Kawhi sign either Paul George or LeBron James, and I think I, I've played with the numbers. I believe in this particular scenario, you could get Paul George at a max salary and keep Julius Randle if, if the timing is right, because his cap hold is only about ten million dollars. So that would be beneficial. So you would essentially you would have Lonzo, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Julius Randle, plus I guess Josh Hart as your two or whatever, you know, that's that minimums or, or uh room exception. But here's the thing, if you trade those pieces for Kawhi, you can't sign two max players anymore. So that's that's well, gonna exactly. be one of your max players. So you, right. it's got its pros, it's got its cons. Um you could also Right, exactly, and you and you could come close to giving LeBron the max. I think you could get close enough to where he would take it, uh, but right. you couldn't quite give him the max of thirty-five point three million dollars. I think it's like thirty-three or thirty-two million, which I think he would take, especially if he signs a one-and-one. One because for the non for a non-bird contract, you can get the next season you can get one hundred and twenty percent of your your previous season. So he would be able to jump back up into max territory as soon as next next season. But I'm really skeptical of it. I think honestly, it just depends on how how confident I am that I'm going to land Paul George and LeBron James. Because if I can land Paul George and LeBron James without having to give up anything, then I can just flip Kuzma for a starting center and maybe even more assets, and then I have a legit starting five of. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, uh, Paul George, LeBron James, and whoever I trade Kuzma for. So, I, you know, you can't keep Randall at that point. But if you can flip Kuzma for a valuable center, I think there's plenty of centers out there that are on rookie-scale contracts that you would be able to get for a Kyle Kuzma. Um, mm-hmm. and, maybe, and like I said, maybe even more assets. Like, I don't know, for instance, maybe you go to Indiana and you say, we want – a uh, first-round pick, top 20 protected, and DeMontis Sabonis, who's your backup center, but he'll be our starting center for Kyle Kuzma. Like, I don't, I don't see them turning down that deal, pairing Kyle Kuzma with Victor Oladipo and Miles Turner. Like, that would be fucking awesome for them. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I, you know, usually I'm really decisive about things like this. I don't know what they should fucking do. I, I honestly don't. Right. But, Jawan, really uh, you're, you're – yeah, man, it really is. It's it's it'll be really interesting because I think this is why you have the tag team of Polinka and Magic. Magic is your 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 kind of showman. He's the guy who's going to get people excited about Los Angeles. Polinka is your your tinkerer, your guy in the background who's making all of these calculated decisions and trying to figure out what's the best way to go about building a contender. I think it'll be really, really interesting to see what, what the Lakers do, uh, you know, with, with all of this news. And how much the Lakers are willing to give up versus other teams, you know. I I, I just I feel like if I'm the Lakers, I'm, I'm probably not going to put forth the best offer simply because I got other other avenues to improve my team where I don't have to give up assets. So, but I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you this before I pass it over to Juwan. Philadelphia should be super thrilled about this whole fucking situation because, the, like I said before, unless there were serious, serious pay cuts 
involved, uh, which I, I don't know. I just, I just don't expect that to be the case. But and, and unless there are, there is no way the Lakers can get all three of Kawhi Leonard, uh, Paul George, and LeBron James. So if they trade for Kawhi Leonard, then I think if you're Philly, you've got to feel pretty confident that whichever one they don't pick, LeBron James or Paul George, you're sitting there like, yo, we got, we got an open roster spot and $30 million to throw at you, so why don't you come join our team and – you know, or or they could be the team that trades for Kawhi. So, I, I I think they're probably thrilled right now about how all of this situation is playing out. Because if Kawhi stays put, if if Kawhi isn't unhappy, then there's a high possibility, a much higher possibility that they don't land one of those top three guys. So, we'll see. I I think that's a very interesting aspect to it as well. But Juwan. Your thoughts on this whole shit show in San Antonio and how you think the Lakers should approach the situation? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, because as We're all indecisive as, about this shit. When have we ever all said, <laughs> I don't know? Because <laughs> it, it's confusing. I mean, I usually mean, that's the, Joel's the thing, thing, but you and me, Jawan, are usually like, I know exactly what the fuck they should do. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's throwing me off. The, the biggest reason why it's throwing me off is um, LaMarcus Aldridge uh, supposedly was this unhappy, and we see where he's still at. So, I mean, I, I don't so he I don't underestimate. Well, no, no, no. I I, I totally get that, Joel. Um, but he yeah, was, and he I would also, even see it I would also his... pause it along with that, though, just real quick. He was unhappy, but the team wasn't unhappy with him. So awesome. I feel yeah. like in this situation you got both two sides that are unhappy. So, you know, I, I think that, that also – but I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say you, you could tell he was unhappy because uh, he showed it through play in the playoffs uh, against uh, the Warriors in that series. It just seemed like he could never really find uh, find his mark, not not this, this current season that, that just ended last year. Because um, I know a lot of people are going to go, oh, he played pretty good. Yeah, no, he did this year. Um it's just one of those things to where it's like, I mean, I heard what you said, Joel, and I don't, I don't disagree with you, but it's one of those things to where it's like, I don't know. I feel like if pop gets you in the room, closes the door and it's just you and pop, I don't really see how you come out of that room going, nah, I don't still want to play for this guy, you know, or, or this organization rather, because it could be an organization problem that Kawhi has and not really a pop issue that he has. Um, and I, so I, I give you a lot of credence there. for that, uh, for that that kind of notion. And I think that's probably has a lot to do with why Kawhi hasn't met with him yet. I mean, like Pop right. has wanted to sit down and meet with him since since the off season. Uh, you know, obviously mm-hmm. after he was dealing with um, you know the passing of his wife and, and having to you know take some some personal time to be with his family. But I mean, pretty much since then he has tried tirelessly to, to figure out a time where he and Kawhi can sit down, and nothing has come of that as of yet. I think Kawhi doesn't want to sit down, doesn't, like, the I don't know. Don't it, it sit seems, down. What's that? See, that thank you, Joel. That's what I was just about to shine a light on. I, can, I was just about to go there, Joel. Thank you. I don't think this is Kawhi. I just, I don't think this is Kawhi. I think a lot of him switching management has a lot to do about his attitude or the perceived attitude 
it seems he has towards the organization. I think a lot of people are getting Perhaps. in his head. Uh, and and I, I always think it's dangerous anytime you have family represent you um, because they always Absolutely. feel as though they know what's best for you rather than just getting a regular agent who's trying to do what's best for the brand and the money. Family thinks they know what's best for you location-wise, happiness, money, opportunity. And it's just like, I, no, I think you're too close to it to be the one that speaks for me. And I think that's the issue Kawhi is in in this moment. I, 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 just, I feel like a guy who came into the, the league being as quiet and, you know, to himself, and as humble as Kawhi was when he first came into the league, it's hard for me to believe, to believe that he has drastically changed um, just how he goes about business. And it just, I don't know, it, it seems weird to me. It, it, this screams, uh, this is his uncle. That, that's, that's what I, I felt as soon as, um, you know, it came out that he was, he was unhappy, he wanted out. First thing I thought was, this doesn't seem like him. I haven't heard from him. This seems like his camp is producing a lot of this. Um, but as far as what you guys are saying about uh, the, the, the Lakers, I would, and Joel, you can speak to this also, I would caution the Lakers this. New York Knicks had a similar situation to where we had a very youthful roster, uh, a promising (laughs) somewhat roster, and a guy by the name of Carmelo Anthony became available. And the Knicks, instead of waiting in the offseason to just bring Melo in to that team that could have possibly grew to be something, they said, nope, we'll give you our future. Take it. We just want Melo. We need a name to go next to Stoudemire. Take whatever you want. And what yep. I don't want to see for the Lakers is them saying, you know what? We drafted Lonzo number one. Kuzma means a lot to yeah. us. Ingram, yeah. we're starting to grow. Um, we're starting to grow into something. Uh, we're going to trade all that away just to go get Kawhi, uh, bring in Paul George, possibly LeBron. Uh, I don't want them to do that. If Kawhi is saying, again, if Kawhi or his camp is saying his number one destination is L.A., I don't think a season will change that. <laughs> I think what would be better is if you play out. Like, if you can get LeBron, cool. Bring LeBron in. Try not to have to, you know, get rid of, like, uh, the, the core of your talent. Um, bring him in. And then next season, bring in Kawhi. To me, I don't – I personally don't like the idea of Kawhi, LeBron – and Paul George, mainly because um, Paul George, I guess you could, him or uh, or Kawhi, I guess you could make one of them a two. Um, but my biggest issue yeah. is I don't want the LeBron and his six Jalen Brown can play the two. Either one of those guys can too, you know. Right. No, I, I understand what you're before. At, um, at, In his 16th season, I don't want LeBron uh becoming a power forward by, by no means do I want LeBron ever having to become a power forward. Uh, I actually think that's where he was set best though. 16. See, I don't, I, I, I really do. I, mean, I don't like that. I feel like he can, I, like I feel that. like you can take off more plays on defense if you're playing the four, which we all know that's where LeBron is, is starting his decline is with his defense more so in the regular See, season I than think, in the postseason, but even still, like, I think if you surround LeBron with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, that would mean his offensive load doesn't have to be as much. And I, I think agree. you would see a That's better a defensive LeBron James. 
That's a very um, good point. Especially because think about this. Think about if you're switching off and you go from LeBron to Paul George to Kawhi Leonard, that, that's a switch-off nightmare. Like, you, you don't win in that scenario. So I think if, like if you're LeBron, right, yeah, I think if you're LeBron, defense. the first thing you say is, yeah, I, I agree. If I'm LeBron, first thing I say is, I know people think, like, I've declined on defense, but now that I don't have to average 30, 10, and 10, like, a game, yeah, you'll be seeing a lot more um, flashes of defense from me. Like you said, Nick, maybe not 100% throughout the regular season, but definitely 100% throughout the postseason. I think you'll right. see a, um, a, a different defensive LeBron. Um, yeah. But yeah, we if, might if get I'm, Miami LeBron again. <laughs> Absolutely. A very Not comfortable pressure. LeBron, a very flying under the radar, you know, kind of easing it LeBron. I think, I think you're right, Joe. I think we would see a Miami LeBron. Um, but if I'm the Lakers, I have possibly, you know, next Boston, Philly, like Pacers, a really good young core. And if, if I'm, you know, a lot of these guys are free agents. So I don't know why you have to get rid of pieces to get someone now. Just kind of don't rush anything. If Boston wants to to call up San Antonio and trade away Jalen Brown and uh, you know a, a few of their young pieces to get uh, Kawhi Leonard, salaries don't I match. Mean, I, I think they would they would no, have I, to include. Yeah, they they would have to include yeah. one of. I I think one of either Kyrie or or Hayward. I would I would assume Hayward, but. I mean, yeah. I don't know. So in fact, Boston, it recently came out, too, that Boston made an offer back in February, which was declined by the Spurs. So um, it would be interesting to know what exactly that offer was, but I don't, I don't think we'll ever know exactly what it was. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever get the details of that. But if, if Boston wants to go out and do something crazy like that, even though this is a team that was one game away from the finals without two of their all-stars, by all means, let them be that crazy. If Philly wants to do something drastic and go out and try to get Kawhi, allow these teams to do it because he had already said that his number one destination would be L.A. So even if he does get traded, I still feel comfortable if I'm L.A. that he would play out the season and then still test free agency for me to be able to sign him. I mean, it's a risk that you're taking. If you don't don't sign Paul George and LeBron James, because if you sign both of those guys, you don't have the cap space anymore. So, right, I agree. I, I, do, I do agree with that. And like but, you said, unless but there's ultimately, some... But like I said before, ultimately, if you do sign both of those guys, do you need Kawhi Leonard? And you don't have to give up any of your assets. The only asset that you really have to give up in that scenario is Julius Randle walks, whereas if you trade for Kawhi, you could sign one of those guys and keep Julius Randle. But well, I'll, is I'll Randle really worth that much? I don't think so. I'll say this, in no, and this is just my opinion, this is strictly from my opinion, in no world would I ever want Paul George over Kawhi Leonard, ever. No, I mean, I'm not ever, saying that. I'm Ever. I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, would you rather have, would you rather have Kawhi Leonard and Julius Randle or Paul George, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, the number 25 pick? I'd probably, even though it kind of sounds a little dumb, I probably would prefer Kawhi Leonard and Julius Randle. Huh. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think you're you're necessarily wrong. I, I'm just, I would rather have the surplus of assets still available. Like I said, because and, I feel like 
I feel like you can use those assets to, to further construct your team the best way possible. Whereas, you know, if, if you don't have those assets, you, you, you got to hope that everything, all the decisions that you made are going to tie together perfectly. And you got to hope for, I guess, getting, getting value contracts out of a lot of guys to fill out the roster, which you're going to have. No, to do you're right. Them. And you're right. And to be completely honest with you, that's why you'd be a, a way better GM than me because I think too much with emotion and less with like, you know, logic. So my only, <laughs> the only hesitation I would have, uh, even even knowing everything you just said, is if Paul George and I know the situations would be uh, somewhat different. If Paul George couldn't get a team with Westbrook over the Jazz, I am not feeling comfortable with the idea of assuming that he could be the piece that would take this team to the next level. Kawhi, I believe, would be that piece that could take that young core to an, to another level, maybe not automatically championship level, but I feel like a team with Kawhi could go farther than a team with Paul George. And I it hurts me to say it because every time I feel comfortable – like believing in Paul George, he does exactly what he just did this past uh, this past playoffs. So that that's more so what I'm going off of, and why I, I would just either wait for Kawhi or see how I can get Kawhi now, and just completely, you know, take myself out of the sweepstakes for Paul George and just kind of focus on LeBron and maybe Kawhi. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. I mean, I will say this: there's there's there could possibly, like I said, be a way that, say, if Philly traded for Kawhi and Kawhi still wanted to go to L.A., the Lakers could then be like, all right, we'll do a sign-and-trade for Kawhi because he's, you know, he really wants to come here, but we'll make it worth your while. So we'll give you back Paul George, who we just signed last season, and, you know, call it a day. It's better than losing Kawhi for nothing, uh, you know. I, I, I think there's a possibility there anyway. But let's let's uh, well before really quickly before we move on, uh, I think I just I'm just curious because I think the best conceivable offer, like I said, I don't I don't feel like the Lakers are giving up all three of their young stars. If you're if you're the Spurs, would you rather have in exchange for Kawhi Leonard? Would you rather have Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, and number 25, or? Would you rather have a package based around Markel Fultz, uh, Robert Covington, and the number 10 pick, plus they could maybe throw in 26 and they could throw in some of their other young players like Furkan Korkmaz and, and uh, Timothy Luawu. Uh, but basically, I mean, your, your package would essentially be based around 10 Covington and Fultz versus uh, – Ingram, Kuzma, and 25. If you're the Spurs, which package would you prefer in that scenario, Joel? Okay. Essentially, there would be, there would be, I think that you could have additions and subtractions, but the main package that I feel like would be offered by both of those teams would be from the Lakers, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, and the number 25 pick that they got from Cleveland. And if you're Philly, you can offer Markel Fultz, Robert Covington, and the number 10 overall pick. So you're getting, you're probably getting, like, who knows about Fultz, 
But I feel like there's some question marks still about Brandon Ingram as well, not health question marks. Yeah. I think Fultz will I think Fultz will end up being the better player between he, Brandon Ingram, Ingram? and Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. I, I really do. I think I, it, it, as long as, you know, he finds himself in the right situation and, and you know, is able to get back to the player that he was coming out of college. But yeah, it's still a question mark, you know. I mean, you still don't know that for sure. But anyway, just so with that in mind, you know, if you're the Spurs, which which of those do you prefer? And also keep them keep this in mind. You're taking back less salary with the Lakers deal um, because Fultz was the number one pick, so he makes a, a fair amount of money. Covington's on a very team friendly deal, but he's he's not on a rookie contract, so he still makes you know right. ten twelve million dollars a year. Uh, and the number ten pick, though it's a better pick, comes with you know I think maybe a million and a half to two million more dollars in salary than the number twenty five pick. So. But none of it's Kawhi money, so it's, either right, one is not right. terrible. Um, right. I I probably lean towards Philly, primarily because he gets they get Kawhi out of you know that conference. You know they get him out. They don't right. have to worry about the Lakers and playing him with, with right. the Lakers. And it's kind of a somewhat equal, you know, equal there. <laughs> you know, there's something that you got a lottery pick. We get last year's number one pick, who still has upside. No matter what anybody says, <laughs> and uh, Covington, who I think would fit perfectly in San Antonio, especially with Pop. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he'd be a wrong, great player there. I agree. I totally agree. And I, I personally, um, I'm not against whatever the Laker. Look, the Laker pick isn't bad either. But again, it's just, do you, do you really want to play against? Look, look what ha- what happened with like Cleveland and Boston. Do you really want that again? Like, right. do you really want the player like one of your best players? And your best player, what, four times out of the year? And, and possibly play them in the playoffs? No, I don't want to worry about that. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think that's an um, interesting take. Like, essentially, if the deals are close are close enough in value, why not send them to the right. East instead of sending them to the West? I think it really just depends right. on how you project Fultz versus how you project Braden Ingram. Um, because and that's I think, the thing. I'm not super think, high on Ingram either. That's, that's, yeah, me I mean, either. That's, that's kind of what I'm like. Yeah, like, I'm just I, mean, I mean, he had, a, he had a better year this year, but eh. He did. <laughs> he made a lot of improvements this season, um, but he, did. he really should have, he really, with a team as young as the Lakers had in his rookie year, he there was really not much of an excuse for him not to be in the rookie of the year conversation. Nothing, right. nothing he should have necessarily won it, but he wasn't even in the conversation. Like, Malcolm Brogdon yeah. won the Rookie of the Year that year. Like, bro, that you, should, bad you should at least class. be in the conversation versus the number, what, 35 pick? Like, come on. That's a good um, point. But he, did, he point. did make improvements this year, and, I, I mean, I will say he had a better first year than Markel Fultz. So, uh, so there is that, although – Because he played. You know, that, <laughs> right, right, because he played. But – I, I yeah I ultimately I'm not I'm not super high on Ingram either and I I do think and I think getting that number ten pick like if you could get somebody like a Mikael Bridges and just go to work on developing him a guy like that right. like I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna be stupid and say he could be the next Kawhi Leonard but I will say this no. he does he like, does have a lot of similarities to Kawhi Leonard when Kawhi Leonard was drafted and. Right, you know, and, and not even to say Danny Green. <laughs> right, yeah, um, 
but like you know, and and who's to even say Mikhail Bridges is the guy? Maybe they really like a guy like Zaire Smith who projects to be right. potentially the best athlete in this draft. He's he's right. raw, but like man, if you could, if you so is Kawhi Leonard. That's my point. Kawhi Leonard. I mean, people forget how raw he was when he was in the draft, right. and they were just like, here's this uber raw athlete who has all the potential in the world if we can craft him. You know, so I think the did. fact that you would be getting the number ten pick, and you are the Spurs who historically draft really well when you get a pick that high, it, uh, that kind of bodes well for you um, for for that deal for, from Philly. Uh, but uh, Jawan, which which of those two deals do you prefer if you're the Spurs? Jawan, take yourself off mute. Well, my cricket that you gotta have that ready. But... No, I'm sorry. I had it on mute because it's thundering and lightning like really bad, and it, oh, I heard no the sound. I didn't want it to. Oh, um, but no, scared. sorry. Uh, shut up, Joel. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm taking the Sixers deal purely because I do recall Pop saying that if he ever had to trade, he would not want to trade with a Western Conference team. Um, but I did want to say I'm very high on Ingram. Uh, I do see the, oh, the upside to him. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's way better than any of the, the guys that you were naming, Nick, between Fultz and, and, and Kuzma. But I do I do value him. Uh, seems like a lot more than you guys do. Um, I, just, I, I think what they were saying Ingram could be, under the tutelage of, of Magic and those guys, he definitely had a way better year this year than he did last year. That, that I think, is, it, everyone can, can agree on that. Uh, and I think he can continue yeah. to grow to be a really, really, really good basketball player. Um, Kuzma I look at, and I'm like, wherever this guy goes, he could definitely be an all-star. Um, Fultz, jury's still out on that guy. Um, I have no idea, so I won't badmouth a guy who played, like, eight games maybe. Um, so I'll wait till I see a full season of him before I give my sure. opinion on him. But Kuzma, like you were saying before, and I already had it, like, planned in my head, and I'm going to try it out on 2K. Kuzma with the Pacers would be super dope. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, the, just what that team could achieve with that young core of Oladipo, um, Turner, and uh, Kuzma, wow. I, I would know this. That'd be fun. I would hate the Pacers. As a Knicks fan, I'd hate the Pacers like <laughs> now as much as we hated them mm. in the 90s. I could, I could almost guarantee Yeah, when they were, when they were really fucking good. Absolutely, yeah, I guarantee you, if you got that, if you them. got that big three, that young big three, they'd be a thorn in our side for years to come because they're all so oh, young. Oh, they'd be a thorn in so a lot of like, people's side for years to come. That's for sure. Absolutely. So it's like as the Knicks are trying to build themselves back up, now you got to worry about this crazy new big three coming out of uh, Indiana. But uh, more to your question, uh, I, I would take the Sixers one. Uh, I, I would because if if I'm the Spurs, Kawhi is the kind of player that I feel like if he had to play the Spurs in the playoffs, he would really make sure he dropped like 40, 10, and 10. He would game. just, and he would and do I, it I so quietly. That. He would just quietly <laughs> dissect would. them he, and he just destroy them. And, and you <laughs> know, he would have this shit-eating grin on the inside, but he would never, like, he wouldn't even smile the whole game. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it would yeah. piss and off that would, more because he knows he's just trying exactly. to Right. <laughs> If I'm pop and we're in game seven and Kawhi just dropped like fifty eight and six, 
and I look over and I see him smirking, I'd go punch him in the face. Like, that's how upset I'd be at that moment. I'd really go over there and try to fight the guy. Um, so if Dick. I was the Spurs, I'm, I'm looking to keep the guy away from becoming our reoccurring nightmare, uh, especially if what uh, the reports are saying, I don't know if you heard this, Nick, um, that there's a likelihood that Pop, uh, within the next two or three years, could possibly walk away from coaching. So if you're the Spurs, yeah. the idea of losing Kawhi and possibly one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coach in basketball history, that would terrify me. And on top of that, you have to see Kawhi every year in the Western Conference exactly. going forward. Just not I don't know if I want any wrong. of that. Yeah, I don't want any of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you at all. Um, yeah, so I, I think we're kind of all in agreement there. I mean, I, I just feel like mm-hmm. that's, you know, I think the Sixers can put together a, a good enough package. Um I, I, there's always Boston. I I just yeah. feel like it's Benson. gonna be real it's gonna be really hard for Boston to work out a trade package because of their cap situation. Um not because it, it, simply because they don't they don't have the young assets in a contract like a Covington or the cap space like the Lakers have in order for them to put together a package that works within the guidelines of, of, of trade packages without including Gordon Hayward. And not that I don't think they wouldn't include Gordon Hayward. I mean, I totally think they would. But uh, do they do they have an interest? You know, wh- what else are they going to include? Like, I would, if I'm the Celtics, I yeah, really would want to include Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown um, because then who's going to play my, my two, you know? Um, I mean, I guess, I guess at that Marcus point Smart. you would have why <laughs> – I think I think he's a six man, but and and there's no guarantee that they're going to pay him. So I think That's I think, true. and I feel like you would have to take back a contract like Patty Mills in that situation, where that there you might go. make That's it even. Too. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, no, he's he's like a seven to eight man. Uh, I would say that yeah. I, I I could see a scenario in which you have uh, Kawhi play the two. You have Tatum play the three, and then you just start Marcus Morris, and Horford is your five. So I mean, I think that's a possibility. Yeah. But is that really better than the team you got? I don't. I don't well, know. I, I mean, Kawhi is fucking great. Don't get me wrong. But like giving up Jalen Brown, who brings that sort of same defensive intensity. Um, yeah. I mean, he's the younger version. I shouldn't say the same. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I, let, let me let me walk that back a little bit. Um, he brings similar defensive intensity uh and he's younger and cheaper and you know and you don't have to worry about him leaving you know that's that's the thing i think i I kind of uh, luke kind of uh, bent my arm and got me to agree that i I feel like the the celtics really don't need to make a move for Kawhi leonard like and and the only way i would make uh, the only way i would make a move is if it was say terry rogier um Gordon Hayward. In that situation, you know, I would st- I would still take back Patty Mills. That would be okay. I'd rather have Danny Green because his is he's expiring. Well, um, but you know, uh-huh. one or the other, and I think he well, would he would actually fit really well in Boston. Um, but I, you know, some kind of package with that, and then you know, some some of the Boston draft picks. Um, you know, probably the Kings pick, and you know, maybe. I don't know, maybe an additional pick after that, like a, like a one of Boston's picks, so like late twenties, you know, type pick. 
But um, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Well, I, like I said, Luke's kind of bent my arm and convinced me Boston doesn't need to do any of that. Like if you're if you're going well, and, and I do think you need to trade Terry Rozier, but if you're going to trade Terry Rozier, just get more assets for him. So that way, in two yeah. in two two years or whatever, when Anthony Davis is you know the the Pelicans have never made it out of the second round, and Anthony Davis is like, man, I'm fucking tired of this. I want to win a championship. Boston can be like, yo, New Orleans, we got a package for you. Um, you know, I I I still feel like that's their ultimate goal down the road. So, but Juwan, you wanted to say something. Uh, before we move on? Yeah, I was going to say the only only way I would trade for Kawhi if I'm Boston is if LeBron stays in the East. That is the only reason why I would deem it necessary because sure. if you're looking That's for someone point. who can, who can like actually guard LeBron. Like Jalen Brown was doing a serviceable job, but there was no point to where I was like, yeah, he can stop him or more. Kawhi is a guy that I could feel confident in not maybe not stopping him, but at least neutralizing him enough to where it's like LeBron's not going to beat us. You have to make somebody else beat us tonight because I'm not going to. Kawhi's going to make sure LeBron's not that guy that beats us. Like if you had Kawhi in that game seven, I think it might have went a little differently uh, if Boston had a guy like Kawhi. So if LeBron, like let's say he goes to the Sixers. I'm definitely trading for um, Kawhi Leonard. Like, I, I don't even care, you know, if I have to get rid of Jalen Brown, whatever. Take them, and I need a guy like Kawhi Leonard immediately. Um, but you were saying that the lineup that you would do, I kind of would do Kyrie, Tatum, Kawhi, Morris, then Horford. I'd rather have Tatum at my two. Huh. Okay. Yep. I mean, I don't think it really matters. Um, I mean, I, I feel like – you know, I, and Joel, you and I have kind of discussed this. It, it's really more, you know, your point guard, your big, and your wings um, in today's yeah. NBA. And so it's just, it, you know, the two, the three, even the four most of the time is just wing players. So, you know, Ooh. like, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, on most teams, I mean, you, you got teams like San Antonio where, you, you know, when Aldridge is playing the four, he's not a wing player. He's, you know, kind of more right. of an old school power That's forward. That's um, double big. <laughs> right, yeah, you got that kind of too big lineup, or you know, like when when uh, of course when Demarcus Cousins was healthy. Um, though I do think Anthony mm-hmm. Davis kind of fits more, can fit more of a wing. Though I think he's, I think we saw because he can guard the wing, fucking monster. Yes, he's because he's so fucking good, man. Um, but uh, but I, I do think it's funny that we did see ultimately that he like he really shines best when he's the big. Um, uh, yeah, you know, or sure. just like a big, you know, what have you. But um, but yeah, uh, I I I feel you there, though, uh, Juwan. I mean, it, to me, I flip the coin; it doesn't really matter. But I think, I mean, I certainly think Tatum it has the capacity to play two through four. It doesn't matter; you can plug and play him mm-hmm. anywhere. Which Hayward is which is all the more reason, all the more season. fucking reason why it 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 should kill Sixers fans that they did not take him. Even after the trade, they should have still taken him. They should have taken him at number one. And if you had if you had him on that team playing the two, you'd be in a much better position than having drafted Markel Fultz. But 
what are you going to do? At least you got rid of fucking Brian Colangelo, after all. Uh, but let's um, let's move on to uh, to the second topic. Uh, Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma were repo- reportedly told to cut it out by the Lakers' front office after Ball released a diss track aimed at Kuzma. Have either one of y'all listened to it? I haven't listened to it yet. No. <laughs> no. Nope. I, I don't, I don't think plan I, to. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I will either. I mean, I I haven't listened to new rap since like the mid two thousands. Uh, so I, I definitely don't plan on, on, I, yeah, I'm just, it's not my thing. Um, but I, uh, but I certainly don't think Lonzo Ball's Kyle Kuzma diss track, uh, has a lot of appeal. I was thinking about listening to it just to see if it's like, if I could laugh at it, but I haven't, I've yet to do so. Um, but this comes at a time when the Lakers are obviously pursuing two, uh, max free agents and something I find even more interesting in this whole, um, Lakers saga is Jeannie Buss recently tweeted. Um, came like I came out like the same day as as this um, this reprimand for the district. Uh, Do not ever underestimate dot 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 dot. She put four dots. Nothing else to say. Um, I I find that to be the more intriguing part. I don't give a fuck about this district. I mean, I can understand. Uh, essentially, Magic and Polinka being like, "Guys, fucking calm it down." You know, we're, just, we're we're our 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 jobs. We have a lot of shit going on. We don't need to worry about like this fake feud, whatever the fuck is going on between the two of you. Uh, so just just cut it out, please. So I mean, I feel like that's probably what happened. I don't feel like it's ultimately a huge deal or anything, but but the Genie Bus thing. What does Genie Bus know? Uh, and, and you know, what does it mean? And and uh, just side note, Gene Bus Twitter profile pic is pretty fucking hot. I don't know if y'all seen it. It's like her laying upside down. Yeah, it's like her laying upside down, topless with like two basketballs on her chest. Like it's like, damn, Genie. All right, like she's like essentially saying, yeah, this is what you're missing out on, Phil. Um, but uh, but nevertheless, what do you guys think about you know the diss track and essentially Magic and and Polinka saying fucking cut it out and the you know do you read anything into Genie Bus's uh, tweet? Joel, start with you. Not necessarily. I don't really give a shit about the diss track, but I don't really. I'm not. Don't really look too much into her tweet because in the end. We know they're going to make moves. I mean, this is their year. I mean, they've been talking about it since last summer. <laughs> this is the summer of right. the Lakers. Uh, and it's really not been a much of a secret because we all know LeBron wants to Oh, my God. Right. Wait, Joel, I'm sorry. Just just one second. If, if the Lakers land Paul George, this has to be known as the Summer of George. Uh, Seinfeld record. One of y'all got that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'm sorry. Summer <laughs> no, 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 no. The summer of George, but, but oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The connection. I um, thought about. That, I'm like, what? Son of Sam. No, 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 no. You never watched Seinfeld? I just actually started watching Seinfeld. Ooh, all right. Well, you'll get, you'll get to the summer of George episode, and it's fucking hilarious. 
Um, but it's one of those. You know what? It's, I think it's one of the, Homecoming was nicknamed some of Georgia. I think. I think that was their um, the title for not the title of the movie, but you know, like the I forget the name that they call it. The, the fake name they give it. Synopsis? I think it was called Some of George. No, that's oh, okay. You know, like uh, Blue Harvest for Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I got you. The, the yeah, working the, title. The, right. That's what um, Spider-Man: Homecoming was. was Some of George. Ah, that's pretty cool. Because, I like that. because he's a because yeah because this dude's They're a huge big Seinfeld fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I seem to remember that vaguely. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, I did mean to cut you off, but I felt it was for a good reason. Um, but uh, yeah. anyway, well, I'll, I'll learn. I'll learn about Summer of George soon enough. <laughs> um, All right, cool, man. Now I've lost where I was. Honestly, I don't fucking remember either. I got so, Well, you said essentially you were saying that this, uh, this, we all knew this uh, was going to be the summer of the Lakers. Right, right, right. The Lakers summer. So that's what I mean. Like it, she could say what she wants. We all knew it was her. It's her summer. So let them work. You got Magic and Plink doing what they got to do. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna improve. Uh, Lakers will be relevant again. Uh, I mean, relevant again after years of you know sucking it up. And I've enjoyed watching them suffer for you know a little bit amount of time that they've been suffering. So this is their year. Will they get the best player in the year uh, in the league? More than likely. Um, will they get Paul George? More than likely. So <laughs> yeah, go Lakers uh, or fuck Lakers. Either way, I'm I'm happy with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I kind of agree. Like. And it's good. It's just good for basketball. And, of course, uh, it, it has been pointed out on, on several different uh, media platforms. If LeBron joins the Lakers, that immediately makes Boston the favorite in the East. And if the Lakers can assemble a team that can get past the Warriors, a renewed Boston Celtics-Lakers rivalry with the added addition of Kyrie versus LeBron, like, Talk about dramatic right. storylines. I think I think the NBA would be like I think Adam Silver would just step in immediately and be like, All right, refs, like I I know I know, you know, that we need to rig this guys. <laughs> we have to see this. I can't I, I can't we can't not have this play out. So the Warriors have won three out of the last four. They've done good for themselves, but uh yeah, this is the Lakers year. Hint hint wink wink. Uh, but anyway, Jawan, what are your thoughts on the diss tracks, if you have any on that, and, and Jeannie Buss' comments? Um, well, the diss track, like we all just said, uh, none of us listen to it. So I have nothing to add <laughs> yeah, on we, that. None of us fucking but, care at all. <laughs> um, I will say that <clears throat> I, I don't like this for management. Uh, you have two guys, uh, two young guys, just having fun. None of it's malicious. None of it's out of right. control. Um, they're just having fun. I get it from a business standpoint. Like, LeBron's leaving a team with a guy who is fucking throwing uh, Campbell's chicken noodle soup. He doesn't want to come to a team with a bunch of amateur kids. I get it. <laughs> did they, wait, but, did they ever confirm that it was it was chicken noodle? Was that confirmed? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Okay. <laughs> I've always wanted to know what kind um, of fucking soup it was, man. Like, I'm really listen, hoping it was like a chicken tortilla out. soup, like to really up the ante on the, like, damage done. <laughs> my guess, though, I don't think we'll my ever ultimate find out guess, exactly. J.R. Smith, J.R. Smith definitely seems like a ramen noodles guy. I bet you, if anything, it was chicken flavored ramen noodles. I will. I would bet. I would bet crazy odds on that. But anyway, go ahead. Um. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, I I get it from a business standpoint. Like, 
you don't want um, LeBron, you know, coming to an immature team. Uh, but it's just it's the sense right. of you got these two young kids who are bonding, having a lot of fun. Um, and to it's me, horrible. if anything, I want Lonzo and Kuzma to build a bond. Like I feel as though maybe they don't, but I feel as though Curry and Clay have. I feel as though sure. that is like a brotherhood that's unbreakable. Um, yeah. They even got their own nicknames. They've won titles together. Uh, that's the kind of friendship that I definitely want uh, those two young guys to emulate together. And that's why I don't want them to be separated. Um, so if you're telling me the worst thing these two young kids are doing are making diss tracks to each other that aren't, again, malicious, harmful, or anything like that, I'm not going to – I'm really not going to chastise you, especially knowing that um, it would get out to the media and then it makes you feel like, like, all right, you guys, like, can we just have fun? Like, geez. Um, but like I, I said, I, I do understand the business. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I can see how management would, would maybe say, like, we want to present the image that you're, like, working really hard on your craft and this doesn't necessarily represent that. Um, but I can also see on the flip side where you're like, yeah, but like, doesn't this show that our team is fun? And like, after the season that LeBron James just had, wouldn't you think he would want to come and play on a fun fucking team with, you you know what I mean? Like, and Paul George is fucking locked. It's, it's close to a lock as you can get anyway. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you ultimately. I think, I think a little too much is being made of it, but. You know, what are you going to do? And but anyway, me, I'm sorry, like go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say they're super young, and if you're telling me that the worst thing to come out of the ball name is Lonzo making a diss track to his friend, <laughs> I would say that's a really good day. Um, yes. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I think with Jeannie, uh, men by the text is like, all right, guys, like we're trying to get away from being laughing stock, so – we're not about business. We have no problem shipping you out. Blah blah blah. But it's just like, Jeannie, no one. Ooh, you. So you no think one it thinks... had to do with the diss track? Oh, I no, didn't no, even, no. I think I it had even, to do. Oh. I, I, I think it had to do with the whole aspect of they drafted Lonzo, and all they've had to deal with since he's gotten there was his father. And I think she's probably just a little kind of so fed never, up of the headline. Never underestimate. Yeah, I mean, it's so vague. I hadn't even fucking considered that, man. Like, I, I just kind of took it as don't underestimate the Lakers' ability to, you know, achieve and go out and, you know, get, you know, no, max players or whatever. It, Ooh, I took I it like that she's kind of getting a little fed up with the idea of having to always deal with the storyline that revolves around the Ball family as nothing to yeah. do on the court. Um, so I think she was just kind of Aww. reminding everyone, like, listen, this is a a championship, uh, you know, like, everyone wants to come play for the Lakers because of its championship pedigree. And what we're not going to accept in our rebuilding of trying to become a championship team again is this childish antics. Like, we, that's, because huh. someone made this point, and I can't remember who it was, uh, so I don't want to make it seem like it was, it was my thought, it was someone else's. Sure. That, let's sure. not forget. D'Angelo Russell uh, was was called uh, was was labeled as a snitch for the whole Nick Young right. incident. What was the very yeah. first thing Magic Johnson did as soon as he <laughs> traded became, his ass uh, to the worst team in the fucking league? Right <laughs> off, 
right off. He was playing no games with that kid. Um, yeah. So I think that was and, kind and of in fact, and in fact, if if I recall correctly, he said shortly thereafter when he drafted Lonzo was something to the effect of what this team needs is a leader, and we didn't see D'Angelo right. Russell fitting that bill. Being so, a leader. Right. Right. So I think that was her saying, listen, I know Magic loves you, but I'm about winning, and I'm kind of tired of you disgracing my father's team. Uh, and I'm the know, owner. Just and, exactly. Yeah. I'm the owner, so I could I could go over him and tell him, like, listen, no, get rid of him. <laughs> so I think that was her just kind of saying, listen, I know you, you, know, you think you're comfortable because Magic loves you, but remember, I signed his check, so don't get that comfortable. I could still find a way to get rid I like of you. It. If you guys don't shape it up and, sh- and you know, I don't and, see it, but I like your, uh, it. Your act together. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not I, saying I, by any means. I think she, that's why I said I was calling her bluff. I love it. Yeah, I, I was complete. Saying, uh, like I read completely in between the lines there. I was like, where are you getting all this? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it, well, no, dude. Hot take. What I was saying was, back, baby. <laughs> I'll, um, I definitely, me being on the outside, I definitely would call her bluff. I'm not saying she would necessarily do it, but I think she was just kind of saying, like, listen, we want to be this professional organization. We want to conduct ourselves how Boston does. You hear nothing about that team outside of basketball ever. You want L.A. to be L.A. That's probably – That's all. Right. She just wants it to be to to where people don't look at the Lakers and go, I kind of want to laugh at, like, how pathetic you guys are. So I think she just kind of wanted to get rid of the whole circus idea of what, what that diss track and them cracking on each other was creating. I, like I said, I, I, I'm I with Joel. I completely didn't read it that way, but I love the fact that you did and brought brought a little flavor to the episode, a little hot take. Uh, really? Episode. Yeah, man, I love it. I love it. Um, but let's move on. We got, uh, according to Cleveland sports writer Maria Ridenauer, LeBron James stated last year, that he does not like the city of Houston. Houston has kind of fallen off the map as far as one of his targeted destinations. I kind of have to eat crow because I I said that I thought LeBron (laughs) had already decided he was going to go to Houston earlier this season and kind of outlined a way that it could happen. But all that being said, could this just be a – you know, a, a Cleveland. But keep in mind, it's a Cleveland sports writer. So could this be? I'm not saying she's making it up. I'm just saying, could this be? Could she try? Could she potentially be trying to? I don't know. Feed it. Feed some kind of narrative. Uh, I don't know. I don't particularly see that. Just because I think, if it was like. Cleveland, it's it the you know the the top two destinations are Cleveland and Houston. It might make sense, but Houston had fallen off the map before this came out. I think in large part due to the fact that they were able to compete with the Warriors so well, and I, I think I don't think LeBron wants to be necessarily perceived as as quote unquote chasing rings which is why I really think it's it's either going to be the Lakers or the Sixers. But, uh, and, and you know, I, I think, I don't think we're going to have time for it tonight, but I think, you know, Shaq had some interesting things to say as far as, you know, don't go chasing rings, LeBron. The guy did it. Granted, it was a very different scenario for Shaq. I mean, he was pretty much washed by the time he was chasing rings. Well, but, he was. Cause, 
<laughs> well, I mean, he never he didn't take care of himself like LeBron James does. I mean, LeBron James puts $1.5 million annually into taking care of himself, taking care of his body. So, But nevertheless, I, I, I don't know. I do find it interesting. I do think it's telling and maybe, you know, maybe, maybe the fact that he potentially, you know, at least he has said, according to this beat writer, that he doesn't like the city of Houston. Maybe that has a lot to do. You know, we've talked about how family is a big, uh, big part of his decision. If he doesn't like the city, that would probably mean he wouldn't like the city for his kids. Thus, you know, maybe it's it's not really on his list of places. It's not at least. It would be more of a long shot. And even though this story is just now coming out, maybe that's has to do with why Houston has kind of fallen off the radar as far as most journalists have been been reporting because they haven't been hearing Houston thrown out there because LeBron doesn't ultimately like Houston. But, uh, Joel, you know, what do you read into this, if anything? And, you know, do, do you think – ultimately, do you think Houston is still – uh, an, an option that LeBron James is, is strongly considering. I think it's an option. I don't think it's as strong as it was a couple months ago. Um, yeah. It just seems the more stuff we hear, the more likely it's just L.A. <laughs> it's just everything <laughs> seems to be screaming at that. Um, I think he'll listen to everybody, even Golden sure. State, as much as I don't like saying it out loud. Um, I don't think he'll really listen to Golden State. I don't think I'm not so. saying he won't I'm meet with him. I'm just saying he will entertain it for sure. I, I, but I I don't see as as likely as it once did. I think he'll try to create something new in Los Angeles at this point. Um, I mean, there are other options like Philly, like you just said. Uh, Houston, it's not as it's not as clean in Houston. It's not just go there, sign in, and keep going. That they'd have to right. work something out. It'd be like an opt opt in and trade type of scenario. Right. So it's not as right. it's just not as clean. And if you really want to, I think they'll make it happen. But it, but it is yeah. Daryl Morey um, would would be able to make it happen. Right. Especially Daryl. Like he'll he'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's just it's there for him to just go to LA and bring whoever he wants and no finagle another trade to get another star or whatever. And they have the assets to do it. They can get two max trades and trade for one. <laughs> like it's all there. You know what I mean? It's all there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel you there. Uh, Juwan, your thoughts. Um, wow. First I want to say, um, anywhere LeBron goes, that's not Cleveland or LA by himself. He's ring chasing, which I don't get with the issue in saying that. Ooh, true. I, I mean, disagree. I, I think, in my 16, hold on. Hold on. Ahead, hold on. I think it, I think if he goes to Philly, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't necessarily see that as ring chasing. <clears throat> um, I mean, I guess it depends on like your definition of ring chasing, but like that's a team that hasn't achieved anything, uh, and it's it's a it's a team that it has two young superstars. And, you know, like, if if he were to join that squad, I, I wouldn't perceive that as ring chasing. Uh, I, I think LeBron would be viewed as the guy that put them over the top, whereas, 
you know, if you join like a Boston or a Houston, it would be like, man, they're they're right there anyway. Like, you know, they don't they don't necessarily need you to win a championship. Whereas Philly, I think it would be perceived differently. It would be like LeBron's going to be the guy to push them over the top. Whereas you know those other two places, it's like I, I guess you would still be the guy to push them over the top, but it would be like they, they really could have done it without you. Similar, not the same, but similar to KD going to the Warriors. And I don't think LeBron wants that yeah. sort of look uh, to his well, legacy. So I think I think the is a viable option. I think the Lakers are a viable option without no, I think having that, that moniker attached to him. I think they're all viable options, but I think we all thought Philly um, was overachieving from what we thought they could actually – at the start of the season, I don't know if we had them as good as they were heading into the playoffs. I didn't even have them making the playoffs Um, because I didn't trust Joel Embiid to stay healthy. But that's that's what I'm saying. So if you look at Philly, you could kind of go – you could even kind of go, like, next year, (laughs) next year, um, you know, because of the experience, that team could easily be uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals themselves. So I look at that team and I go, I think not youth against, is kind of what I don't, youth and coaching. Not a, go ahead. Not against the healthy Celtics. I, I mean, I, maybe, but I, I, I mean, they got beat by a, by a, you know, a, a Celtics team without their two best players, or I mean, one, their best player, and you know. I, it's hard to say if Gordon Hayward is your second best player because Tatum is so fucking good. But yeah, I uh, and, agree. And Horford, <laughs> but yeah, but mm-hmm. like still, like not their best player <laughs> and one of their other best players. You know, I mean, right, I, but I don't, don't see Philly competing don't against those, that and, unless they make a trade for like a, a guy like Y. Then that's different. Don't forget but. though, in that series there were I'd say two games. I'm not gonna say the series as as a whole, but there were two games that were called pretty weirdly. I'll say weirdly. I won't yeah. say called bad. I'll say we'll call no, it weird. You don't have to remind me. Uh, I fucking I remember. So what I'm saying is, though, so I mean, it's not like Boston came in, completely blew Philly out of the water. Oh, no, it's Philly the best never series. A chance. Yeah, right. even though it was so only five games, is, it was the best series in the, in the playoffs. They were, like four out of so those five games were say, all close. What you could say about Philly is if they don't have to play Boston before the Eastern Conference Finals, without LeBron, they could very easily be in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I I look at that team and I go, Ben Simmons, one of the best young players out, and Joel Embiid, easily the best big man in in the game. I mean, I guess you can debate him and Anthony Davis. um, But, I mean, you look at that and I get what you I would take Anthony Davis above him, but – I would just say I would take Anthony Davis above him, but – but right. I mean, Embiid, um, he's easily the second best big, uh, you right. know. I get what I, you're especially saying considering natural, Cousins' Achilles injury. I get what you're saying in the natural essence of all right. Well, Sixers don't have a Curry, Clay, and Draymond. You're right, but right. Um, that team's not Cleveland. That team's not the Knicks. That team's not Sacramento. You know what I'm saying? Like that team is definitely on the cusp more of pr- going more pressure to, to win there. Right now. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I get you in, in the sense of that's not a team that you bring LeBron, you know, without LeBron they're winning a title. With LeBron, of course, they're winning. I, I get what you're saying in that sense. What I'm saying is the, the, the logic of, you know, LeBron, you know, they don't, no one wants LeBron to, to chase titles. 
What I don't get about that is he's in his 16th season. My 16th season, the only fucking thing I want to do is win championships. Are you serious? <laughs> right. I, I don't care where. I don't care how. I just want another championship. And I'll be damned I, if I'm I LeBron James and I retire. I think To me, no, no, no. The biggest thing, if I'm LeBron, what I don't want, Durant now has two. If I'm LeBron, I have three. There is no way in hell I want to retire knowing that there is a chance Durant can get four, Steph could get four, and I retired with three. And they beat yeah. me to get most of their uh, most of their rings. Sure. There's no way in hell yeah. I ever feel comfortable if I'm LeBron, especially because I feel as though that whole chasing after Jordan is starting to become a little harder and harder as uh, sure. as LeBron kind of ends his career. I damn sure yeah, don't want weird. people debating. I damn sure don't want people debating twenty years from now was Durant and Curry better than LeBron? They both ended with five, and he only had. Three. I don't want that. So if I'm LeBron, you damn right I'm, I'm ring chasing. I mean, if I could assemble half the league to go to one team so we could beat the Warriors, I'd do it. So I, I don't understand the whole gimmick of uh, LeBron shouldn't want a ring chase. Well, why not? I'm in my 16th season. The only thing I'm playing for is a championship at this point. Like, I'm not playing for money, not playing to expand my brand. I've done all that. I only want to win championships. So I, 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 I just I, wanted to, to point out that I hate that, that notion that that's a bad thing. Sure. Sure, I, and I can see where you're coming from. I, I don't think it ultimately matters if if Steph and KD and those guys. Obviously, um, the the core warriors have a leg up on on Steph as far as you know having won one before he got there. But even with even with KD, it's like I I think that the notion of of him ever even being in the conversation of the greatest player of all time, which LeBron has already achieved. He is in talks. Right. Like people discuss that. The, the 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 possibility of that discussion for Kevin Durant ended as soon as he went to the Golden State Warriors. And I, I like I you know, I know time can change the perception of things, but I think that kind of thing hangs around. I really do. Like well, that's you, why I said you, that's why I said twenty years from now because Think about it like this. Think about the generation that was, uh, like, adults through the Jordan era. They yeah. get offended when you tell them LeBron's better than Jordan, right? They do, yeah. Because, solely because Jordan went six for six, never lost in the finals, never needed no, a game seven. No, I don't, I see that's where you're No, no, I'm not saying solely. I don't I'm think saying it's solely that's, that's because of that. I think there are a segment solely, of people who, who I think there's a, a large segment of people who rely too much on that as their go-to argument. As their argument, uh, right. So what I'm right. saying is I feel as though the generation 20 years from now aren't really going to care about the fact that Durant had to team up with possibly one of the greatest teams in NBA history. I, I think they're going to focus more on 20 years from now. you got to look at this generation and how short-minded they are. 20 years from now, if Durant ends with, with five or six rings, you think they're going to care that he had to align himself with, some of the, with, with the, the greatest yes. team ever to do it? Yes. I don't think so. yes. I think we will. I don't think they will. I don't think this new generation will. I, I don't. Maybe not. You're, you're, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe not. But I don't know, man. I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, um, like as far as uh, the people of our generation – don't look at LeBron James and say um, he his championships are insignificant because he formed a super team in Miami. 
we all are smart enough to realize that Cleveland didn't have a viable team uh, when he first left there. And, you know, so he wanted to, he wanted, yeah, he wanted to be on a contender. So, you know, he, he formed up a team with, with Bosch and Wade in in Miami. Um, But like, that's the thing. I I think you're trying to compare apples and oranges by, by making that comparison. Because again, Kevin Durant was on a contender and left the contender to create the most stacked basketball team of all time. (laughs) There's there's no no debate there. No, I'm not debating that. What I'm saying is our generation understands that. Like, I agree with you. I, I completely understand that. I am talking about this new generation 20 years from now. Well, they're think, not going to want to hear they'll... us with the the barbershop talk. Because if you if you listen to this generation, the the, the kids I now, think, uh, well, do, let me let me just say this real quick, Curry Juwan. and Durant Juwan, as just... the best as the best players. Well, I, I will just say this. I, 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 yeah, I'll say this. I think um, I, I will say that I think there will be somebody else who comes along that in in ten twenty years. Who challenges LeBron, and that will be the person of that generation um, that is is talked about. I don't think Kevin Durant, being only a few years separated from LeBron James as far as you know his his career, um, I don't think he's ever going to even enter that conversation. I don't think people twenty years from now are going to say like, oh, damn, well Kevin Durant won five championships and LeBron only won three. Like, you know, he's you know he's he's better than LeBron. Like no, I just don't. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I, I really don't. I I could be wrong, but yeah. I, 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 mean, I don't think. And I don't think the like generation that. twenty years from now is going to gravitate towards a guy who hasn't played in what ten, fifteen years. Well, ten. Yeah. No, but think, well, think about ten, ten to you, fifteen years. Um, you know, I, you I, I think there will the be media. some new guy who they gravitate to. Which I, I don't disagree, but you already have the media trying to create. Of course, they're doing it so they have something to talk about. But they're already creating right. the narrative. And I, I do hear it from, from younger kids. Um, and they do feel that it is an argument right now that Durant um, is the best player in the world over LeBron. Like, but it, remember when I told you guys that? I wasn't, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't I matter. If, That's true. Yes, but it doesn't matter that that is, is a topic of conversation because what will never happen and what has never happened is Kevin Durant even uttered in the same breath as Michael Jordan, whereas LeBron James no, already has that luxury. So it doesn't I, matter. I like, that, you, can't, you, can't, if Durant you can't have goes, LeBron James goes, being uttered in the same breath as Michael Jordan and then conversely have the notion that, that Kevin Durant is, is, is better – has a better career than LeBron James. I just, I can't buy in. Not that. not career. What I'm saying is you have a very short term. You have a very short term mentality that a lot of. Let me not say a lot of people. You do have a, a group of people that deem rings to mean a lot more than we all do. Like we all we all mm-hmm. don't think that that's the be all the end all. And what I'm saying is if Durant ends nope. his career. Winning. I do believe Six Robert Horry is one of the best of all time. Right. I, I agree with you, Joel. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm speaking more to those people who go, well, Jordan's better because he went six for six. And I'm like, well, you can't only, uh, you know, use that. 
You know, what I'm saying is if Durant ends his career. Well, Jawan, wait, 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 hold on. Durant, How's this? You are going to have people try for, to have that conversation. How's this for, you know, you know something of consequence, if, if this matters at all? Because um, I think, again, this is obviously circumstantial. But before KD joined a super team and was playing with Westbrook and Harden and Ibaka, LeBron James beat him. So, like, sure. you know. I, they were I, young. They, they were young, and, and, and granted, they were you know, KD never <laughs> got a chance to see that team uh, to its fullest potential because they obviously traded Harden, um, which, yeah. you know, in hindsight was a huge mistake. But nevertheless, like, I'm just saying, I, I, I feel like that would be, like, kind of the ultimate book-shutting argument is, like, yeah, well, when he was on the Warriors, like, or I'm sorry, when he when he was on the Thunder, he couldn't be LeBron James, and, you know, he had to go to the Warriors. To, I think that will always follow him. I really, really do. I don't. I, I, I Joel, don't what do you he, think? I don't think he's. Joel and I have, I'm sorry. Joel, you go ahead, and then I want to get Joel's thoughts, because. Because we've kind no, of just been going back and forth, and he hasn't really had a chance. I was just going to say really quickly, really quick, and then you can sure. go, Joe. I was just going to say a, a lot goes into the, the Thunder losing that finals, though. I mean, you had uh, Harden, who just was a no-show, uh, and Ibaka yeah. just didn't yep. seem like himself because they were so young. You only had Westbrook yeah. and, and Durant going off, and they were playing a veteran team that just, you know, had their numbers. So I I, I think yeah. – I don't know if I could use that against them uh, – you know, in in that sense. But I do understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Joel, I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on this whole back and forth that we've had here? Well, what's the main question as we're looking? Let's look into the answer. Do you I'm see curious. a scenario in the future? In any scenario, regardless of of how many championships LeBron wins versus how many championships KD wins, do you see any sort of future in which any sort of generation looks back and says KD was better than LeBron? I don't know. I, I don't think so. Oh. I really don't. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't think – I don't – I don't think – I think when KD went to the Warriors, he kind of solidified himself as the second-best player in the league. Yeah, for just going forward. I mean, when he made for me, I mean, everyone else, you could say, like, I thought it laughable when people were saying, oh, he's now the best player in the world, obviously. And, but I'm looking at it, I'm like, did you not see what he did, though? Like, it was that, like, there was there, you're just going to ignore that? You're just going to ignore where he, where he went? <laughs> like, like I, I just can't forget that. I'll never forget that most of the people of this generation will more than likely not forget the decision he made. And look, he did it for himself. He's going to get all the fucking rings in the world, right? Him, Steph, all them guys, right? They're going to get their rings, one of the best teams of all time. And he doesn't mind being one of the best role players of all time. That's fine with me because that's what he's going to be. <laughs> he's going to be the one of the best, and probably one of the best, if not the best scorer. He'll be probably known as the best scorer of all time. I'll probably give you that. I don't know if he'll be known as the best. I would agree with that. Long. Yeah, I mean, if they have the best team ever, absolutely. I, 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 I don't think any – like, just as far as the talent that they have on that team, they have four Hall of Famers in their prime on one team. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever had mm-hmm. that. <laughs> um, 
And, well, I mean, maybe you could go back to, like, nobody in the modern era, put it that way, has ever had that. No, maybe you could go back prime, to, like, right. the Celtics. Right. right. Like, the Celtics of, like, the 50s and 60s, <clears> for sure. Um, I mean, I know that they had um, they had a lot of great players. I mean, Havlicek, Bob Cousy, um, uh, Bill Russell, and I'm sure there was another Hall of Famer on that, on that team. We're not talking but, like, 2004 Lakers. You know, with Carl Malone and Gary Payton and Kobe and Shaq, that don't count. Yeah, yeah <laughs> not obviously Gary Payton and Carl Malone, not even close yeah. to their primes. So, no like, there. It's yeah, so like, they were <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but, like, to have four Hall of Famers in their primes is, yeah. whew, it's just crazy. There's never team been a was, team. But that team as, was created to take out LeBron, period. And yes. that's a benefit yes, to LeBron. Yes, absolutely. But the, the the thing is, they already had a team that took out LeBron. <laughs> Granted, they took yeah, out LeBron yeah, and they minus, minus Kyrie and minus um, uh, Kevin Love. But I think Correct. what you were about to say is they had a very good shot at doing it again. And then, right. of course, Andrew Bogut got hurt. Draymond Green got suspended. Yeah. And, you know, everything kind of turned on a dive. Um, but. Right. Yeah, and they didn't get a little. We better, all know they didn't. They got the second know best that, player in the league better. <laughs> yeah, we all know they didn't need Kevin Durant to beat the the Cavaliers. We all know that. Um, yeah. But anyway, like they still I, did. Let, I swear to God, they're gonna beat them this year without Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. We gotta actually, we're gonna transition right into a, a quote from Kevin Durant. He recently stated. Uh, to ESPN. I mean, I'm crazy about winning, don't get me wrong. I'm just not obsessed with winning championships. It's not the only reason mm. I play. I play for my, my individual growth. Um, I, to, to me, it's like it's a real easy thing to say when you joined a super team and won two championships already. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. I'm just saying. Um, but, Jawan, go ahead and try to defend your boy if that's – if. if if you have a defense for him, if you want uh, to. yes, please feel free. Or or join the shit parade in, in which me and Joel just just dog this uh, this this comment. Well, listen, um, <laughs> I want to defend him, but it's just I like do. I don't, I don't, I, <laughs> I honestly have no idea. Um, what are you talking about? Uh, now, I will say <laughs> he this. does say weird shit. I will say this. I will say this. We all can agree. Um, he was he was allowed to become an overall better player in Golden State. So if he's saying he likes to be in a place to where sure. he can grow Absolutely. more, sure, sure. Yes. But you can't go to that. the best team the best team in the NBA and go, oh, no, nah, I didn't really care about winning championships. I was just trying to become better. Right. What? Right. It's I just like, wanted to be what? happy. My, my individual growth is more important. <laughs> See, and it's funny. I don't know if he means, like, his individual growth as a person mm-hmm. or as a player or both. Like, I, it, because he, he oh, didn't really say to you. The way I looked at LeBron going to Miami was those were his colleges. He was looking yes. to go somewhere I not agree. only to, to become a better player, but just a better but person. But to learn how to win. Smarter. Right. Learn how to win. Become a champion. I get that. I completely get it. That's why I never shit talk LeBron doing that. Um, and if Kevin is trying to say, I wanted to go to Golden State to learn okay, how to 
you know, then be go a back, champion, go learn back how to, to OKC. Right. Everyone will forgive or, you. Or timeout. You don't even have to do that. You don't even have to do like that. LeBron. Just go to any other team. Any other team. You don't yeah. even have to go home. You don't have to follow LeBron. LeBron's, uh, you know right. what he did. Go to, any, go to any other team. Other team. Any other team. Yeah, well. Any other team. Don't go to the Rockets. you will have people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you go to any other team, you will have people go, <laughs> man, Durant took, Durant took Harden um, to the finals, and they won the finals. And then that's where you can start to kind of get out of this blemish of, well, you had to go to one of the greatest I, teams no, ever assembled. I agree with Joel. You can't go to the Rockets, man. You can't. You get, like, if you're going to go to another team, you got to go to a team. Like, you go to Philly. <laughs> Like you go to Philly and help Philly win. Why can't win. you go to Houston if there's no Chris Paul? If there's no Chris Paul, fine. Yeah, if there's no that's Chris Paul, that's yeah. totally acceptable. That's yeah, I'm under, yeah, I'm under the I'm under the impression that um, Chris Paul may, maybe, this is like grain of salt, might kind of look to, to follow wherever LeBron goes, as long as it's sure. financially uh, suitable. Yeah. But if I'm Kevin Durant, right, if, if I'm Kevin pretty Durant much. and I see that Harden just lost, probably Trevor Ariza, who, who would probably replace Durant, and, uh, and lost Chris Paul, yeah, I, I definitely would be interested in going there. But if I'm Durant, at this point, it's just like, all right, if you don't finish your career in Golden State, wherever you go, that has to be where you finish the rest of your career. You then can't See, I don't even think that. I just, I just think, like, yeah, like you want to you wanna really submit your legacy. I think you have to go somewhere else. I really do. Like, I, I I don't know. I I would say that I think the best fit for him would be Philly because again it would be the kind of same thing as LeBron. I don't I don't think it would as it, and even more so for Kevin Durant it would not be looked at as ring chasing because he would be leaving the better team to, to join a you know young upstarting team and he would certainly be the guy on that team. Whereas you know there's kind of this debate, debate between he and Curry, but I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm certainly not holding my breath for it. But I will say this. Um, Bob Myers' comments at their little rally about, I think a reporter asked him something to the effect of, you know, can KD get whatever he wants? And Bob Myers' response, it was talking about, like, essentially his contract or something. And Bob Myers' response was, I think it was supposed to come off as a joke, but it didn't feel that way, especially if you look at Kevin Durant's face. Like, when it happened, Grant, I think he was wearing sunglasses. It's hard to see his eyes, but um, but essentially Bob Myers said, um, no, he doesn't get that luxury because he's not one of the original Warriors. <laughs> and it oh, was like, shit. whoa, bro. Like, <laughs> you need to slow your fucking roll, dude. Like, do not you take Kevin Durant for granted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do Nick, not, the, the way do I look not at that, take Kevin Durant for granted, bro. Yeah, the way I look at that is, <laughs> there is gonna come a time to where it's like you might have to make a decision because it's like, all right, Clay, uh, not Clay. I'm sorry, Steph is under contract. Draymond, I believe, is under contract, right? For two more years, what? Clay's under contract for, for two one more years. <sighs> right. So when Clay's up. It's like, all right, because Durant, we assume, is going to try to get a long-term deal done this offseason. You would assume. Um, I don't think so. so. Does, I think I don't, I don't think he will uh, either. I think he'll do the same thing. Uh, I think he'll do the same thing he did uh, I last think year. He'll do, uh, yeah, I think he'll do a, a one-in-one um, worth $30 million because that's 
right. percent of his twenty five million dollar contract this year. What what I thought he was trying to get at by saying that is if I'm Golden State and Clay's like, Listen, it's time to pay me and it's like, All right, well damn, like Durant wants to get paid to Draymond you know, has think, two years left. I, I think that's decisions an easy decision start to have to be made. Well yeah, no no no, I agree with you, but I'm saying decisions at that point are gonna have to start to be uh made and it's like I don't know, it's like do you wanna keep Steph, Clay, Draymond and let Durant walk? And then you try to continue no. to build off of the original no. three? Or do you let Clay no. go and you keep the ring? You let Clay go. Yeah. Here's the thing that pisses me off, though. Like, you're talking about a fucking billionaire squabbling with millionaires over costing him too much money. Like, fuck you. Pay him. Yeah. Pay all of them. Like what, are you, like, what are you talking about? They're winning you championships yep. year after year after year. Pay all of them max contracts. You can't afford it. It doesn't matter if you're fucking losing money. You're a billionaire. Like, fuck you. I, that shit pisses me the fuck off. I think Clay, I think Clay should should fucking essentially walk in uh, and say, I am not signing an extension, and if you try to fuck with me and not give me a max contract, I will fucking walk. I will find a team that will give me a max contract. I don't and there will be players that will walk. And there will be plenty. Will uh, maybe the Lakers. Uh, and, yep. you know, like, awesome. I, like there will be plenty of opportunities for Clay Thompson. Like, I would not – like, look at what Andre Iguodala was able to do just by kind of strong-arming them a little bit. Like, they overpaid him. They paid him, like, $15 million a year. And, like, motherfucker was hurt, like, most of the fucking year. Like, <laughs> If you're going to pay Andre Iguodala $15 million a year and I'm Clay Thompson, yeah, you better fucking pay me the max contract, bro. Like, I ain't even fucking around. Like, you want to save money, trade Andre Iguodala. <laughs> like, um, like no, I'm not. And and same thing if I'm Draymond Green. I'm like, dude, I'm the fucking identity of this team. Like, I give me – if I don't get a max, you better give me close to a fucking max. Like, I ain't taking, like, a huge pay cut. Um for either one of those guys, because they're just as fine. You lose any one of those guys, and you're no longer the, you know, the the significant favorite. You need all four of those guys to be the um, juggernaut warriors. Um, if you lose any one of them, you're susceptible to being beat. So, I yeah, no, I. I and if I'm Bob Myers, ultimately I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna pay you. <laughs> like I'm just gonna do it. So I don't, I don't know. That shit pisses me off. I don't, I don't like it at all. But I, I understand you though. I mean, ultimately, you know, perhaps they do make that decision. But I think Bob Myers would be a fucking idiot not to pay any one of those guys a max salary if they demanded it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Jawan, you've got something that uh, you requested for tonight's show. Uh, and I'm actually kind of somewhat looking forward to this. I, I hope it doesn't delve into the um, typical MJ versus LeBron debate, but you wanted to talk about uh, LeBron's uh, finals opponents versus Michael Jordan's finals opponents. So the floor is yours. I'm going to let you take it away. Be- before we do that, though, I'm sorry. Uh, Joel did ask if we could do the, the, the picks thing. Right. Okay. Uh, sure. 
Absolutely. Uh, let's uh, let's start with the Knicks then. Uh, Joel, number nine. Who like? Do you have like a, a list of guys that you're interested in? Um, do you have like a main guy you're interested in? Like what? Like what? What do you ultimately uh, want the Knicks to do at number nine? This is one of the first drafts in a while where I just there's a lot of options that I'm comfortable yeah. with. Weirdly, you know. Yeah. I, I don't. I've been a long time <laughs> since I've been able to say that. And like, oh, I'd be a, like okay with a lot of this. Not a lot, but like, I got like three or four guys in my head, and like some guys I don't think will fall to us, but I'd be okay if they did it. And like, just because I'm scared of the bust uh, possibilities, where I'm like, sure. ah, like, like for example, uh, I think Trey Young is an example, and Michael Porter Jr. are two guys I think have upside, but also big bus potential, so they scare me. Sure. I'd rather not have – I'd rather not want, uh, make that decision and let that <laughs> someone else uh, take that gamble. Um, as much as I like both players and I like what I've seen out of them, they just they I think scare if, me in certain areas. I think on the off think? chance either one of those slip to nine, you take either one of them. But I, right. I feel you on right. that. They definitely – Porter, right. because of his injury, his back and all that, mm-hmm. and, and Trey Young, simply because – you know, we we all oh, kind of got astonished with him in like November or whatever it was, December when he started going off and and, and put, putting up crazy numbers. And you know, he's got that kind of Steph Curry esque game. Um, but you know, I mean, he's not Steph Curry, and only Steph Curry has able been able to be Steph Curry. So I feel you there. That's true. Yeah, that's why they scare me. And as much as I like the both of them, um, if they fall to us. I can't say don't take them because they have so much potential, but they also right. they scare me, <laughs> like I just said. Yeah. Um, but like, I have, like, three guys in my head um, that I would not mind taking. I think they they have a chance of falling, but they also have high high stock. So guys like, like McCall Bridges is probably still at the top of my list because mainly yep. he's the safest pick. He's <laughs> like I'm the least yeah. scared of what I think I might get from McCall Bridges. So McCall is the guy – in Mikhail, my head where I'm like, way. if we pick up yeah, Mikhail, Mikhail, it's fine. Yeah. The point is, I just feel comfortable with him more than like uh, than anybody else. Um, because I just he's got the highest floor you know, of the guys projected in in that area. Right, and I, I like him a lot. I just and I, I just feel more comfortable with him than the other guys available. Like a guy, so instance, like we were talking about this morning, Kevin Knox, who was on my list yep. months ago, but. He's also one of those guys that he's kind of a tweener. He kind of reminds me of Tobias Harris a little bit. Um, sure. At least by his frame, his game is similar. Or like a poor man, um, Jason Tatum. <laughs> like, he just it's just <laughs> all about drive with him, you know. That's basically what he looks like to me. Um, he has yeah. the all the ability. He has the physical ability to do it. I think he. I'm not worried about his jump shot by any means. It's just about his drive and his decision making. It's all like. He doesn't play with the energy that you like when you watch McHale uh, play. You see the energy. I don't think you see it with yeah. Knox. Not that he can't do it. Plus, he's 18 years old, and we already have a project in, in Milokina to bring in another project with a lot of upside and probably more upside than even um, Bridges. Um, I just I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't be against it, but it's just it's another gamble, you know. Um, yeah. And those are probably my big – those are probably the big four. I like Colin Sexton, and I also like Miles Bridges. 
but I'm also very hesitant. <laughs> like it's very difficult. With that. <laughs> no, I feel you. Um, like I, I think any of those three guys fit your biggest need, which is a wing player. Um, I, I've kind of grown on Kevin Knox as we talked about earlier today. Um, just because yeah, I think he, he has the highest ceiling of the three. Um, I agree. I, I think I think that. He also has the lowest floor of the three, so I can understand your trepidation as far as um, if the Knicks select him. I, I, I don't know. I think the Knicks need to go boomer bust uh, just because, you know, I mean, you pretty much have have KP6 as your star, and then you don't really have anybody else as a star. But you got you got right. some good role players. You got Noah Kina. I think I still think he's going to be a good player. I think he had a rough first season, but I think he's, he's he going to be a, a, the speed a, a of the solid defensive. Yeah, Sorry. and and that was a that was a transition from coming you know from over in the French league um, that, exactly. that I think you know kind of maybe threw him off a little bit, especially on offense. I think it did. The, the speed of yeah. the speed of defensive players. Um, I think, and yeah. and he always had the you know he always one of the big knocks on him even coming into the draft was was finishing. Uh, around the rim, and uh, right. you know he's obviously that's that's something that he needs to continue to improve on. But defensively, everything's there, and I I do think that you know ultimately maybe making him uh, kind of your your combo two guard. I think you're going to see a lot more um, combo like backcourt, like dual point guard backcourts. Um, I think that would right. be one of the, the the luxuries of of the Spurs trading for Fultz is having Fultz and DeJounte Murray, who's, who's kind of similar to Nilakina and like a defensive-minded right. guard who can also handle right. the ball and, and make good decisions and pass the ball. As a, they remind me a lot of each other. And if you remember, DeJounte Murray had a very underwhelming first season and, and kind of took off in his second season. So I think I think Nilakina right. can be similar to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I think Kevin Knox would be interesting. I think he could certainly play... I think he projects best as a three. I think he could certainly play a four. I don't look at look at him as much of a tweener as I do a guy like Miles Bridges, who played a lot of four in in college. And I think he can play the three, um, but his his yeah. shot making ability to me, as well as McHale, is 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 you know suspect. I think now Kevin Knox would have to you know certainly achieve it, um, but I think he's he's got the, a much higher ceiling as far as shot creation out of those three guys, right. whereas the other two guys are more catch-and-shoot style guys. So, right, yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I like that. Cool. Reminds me I, of a I, smaller I like version of Rashad, Rashad Lewis. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I like that. I, I, that's a great fucking... Uh, that's probably the best comp I've heard for him. Like, because, I mean, I think people forget like how good that motherfucker play. was. Yeah, but people yeah, forget how good. good that dude was in, in Seattle. Like, God, he was yeah, good. He was a three um, in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, well, and that was back in the day when you could get away with, like, you know, a, I guess like a 6'11", three, who, you know, in today would be a stretch four. Right. Um, right. You know, but, uh, you know, who much. didn't. Not like KD. Yeah, and, and, and he didn't quite have, like, the, you know, the the – Lateral quickness is a guy like Kevin Durant, who obviously is, is that tall, but right. he can play three. 
Um, Makes Kevin Durant yeah, no, I think a freak I, is that ball handling ability for that height. It's ridiculous. Right. Nobody can dribble yeah. at that size like him. Right. I, yeah, I agree. Um, but what what do you think about Colin Sexton? Would you be upset if because that's 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 a guy that a lot of people have thrown around as far as the Knicks the Knicks taking. Um, I I, mm-hmm. I think I think um, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Stephen A. Um, but I think somebody somebody who is like a Knicks fan um, and and a member of the media essentially said like I would be super pissed if they passed on Colin Sexton because, you know, you you passed on Dennis Smith Jr. last year. Right. Um, and Jay and he kind of projects as a sim- very similar player to Dennis Smith Jr. Um, wh- what do you think about him? Would you would you be cool with them taking him at nine? Or, or are you more I concerned be, about okay. taking a wing player? No, I mean, that's my, I think it's my – that's what I want. I want a wing. But – I yeah, will take I, I want Colin you guys to take a wing too. I do want a wing. I do want a wing. But I would not be upset if um we got Colin Sexton. I like his drive. Whereas the other guy that was worried about their drive, I don't worry about Sexton's drive. It's his shot. I'm worried yeah. about. And my problem yeah. with him is I don't know how he would compliment Milikina because they're both frankly, he's more of a catch and shoot guy right now and Sexton is not the shooter I kinda want to compliment Frank. But that's really my only right. my biggest Problem is that with with uh, Colin. Sure. Well, and my thing is this. Um, obviously, I I think I think that the Knicks will try to make a like a cap clearing move to move on from um, to essentially move on from from Courtney Lee and to free up cap for next season and and try to open up space to get at least a near max contract. Um, and and to me, I would. I would be thinking that Kimball Walker would be a, a, a definite possibility. There's obviously been the Kyrie mm-hmm. uh, rumors. Um, I, like, I, I wouldn't want to take a point guard simply because, for two reasons. One, we still don't know that, that Frank is not a point guard. You know, Hornacek made the decision right. to, to move to the two last season, but we don't know what's going to come of Fisdale's coaching. Uh, and two, like, even if he is a two, like, yeah, Kimball Walker in, in, in the off season, next season, like mm-hmm. you, you know you need a wing. Like you know, like without a question, that is what you need. And you have three potentially. Um, it, I I certainly think all three of those guys will be available at nine. Um, you have three right. good wings to choose from, so just choose the best, whoever you think is going to be the best of them, and roll with that. That's that's really where my mindset is for the next. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. That's another reason. I'm 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 leaning wing. Yeah, absolutely. Juwan, uh, your thoughts on you know the Knicks draft pick, and you know, essentially, you know, who 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 is your, you know, number one option at, at number nine? Um, I sadly uh, just tag along with Joel, uh, not knowing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What exactly um, I'm looking at, but I, I do agree. I said this to my um, my brother the other day. Uh, we need a wing. We, we we just do. Like I I have no aspirations about Hardaway being a three this year. Like none. I, I don't like the idea of like uh, you starting like 
Trey Burke, Milikina, and then Hardaway. I, I, I don't want that anymore. Um, so if we can get Hardaway get back in the two spot <laughs> and try to get someone that can play that three very well, I'd prefer that. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I felt like on switch. Let me not say on switches, because even if he's a two, it still would make a difference. I just kind of felt like a lot of last year, and Joel, you can speak to this uh, a lot more. Like, Hardaway just, like, he tries to play defense, I I, I think, but he just sometimes becomes just such a liability. Um, so if you're telling me that you have him guarding uh, someone's three, that makes me very nervous. We saw what happened. He needs to, when he he need, um, he needs to be guarding. That's really what it comes down to. He needs to be cold. I, I agree with you on that. I agree. I agree with you on that. And Fizdale is definitely the guy you want uh, coaching someone on the uh, the art of defense. Um, we'll see if he's able to get Hardaway to play it. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I I go with uh, I go with Joel. But I definitely do know on my own that we we desperately need a wing um, and something that can not only complement Frank but complement Kristaps uh, when he gets back. Also, I, I never really liked the idea of getting. Um, another guard unless we got rid of the guards that we had. Because uh, let's not forget right. Baker also uh, picked up his option. So we have Baker all right. yeah. on top of Burke. Marvel <laughs> um, usually uh, having a stockpile of guards is sometimes a good problem to have. In this case, no. We don't need all those this guards. Is a, who, this is like a quarterback which, issue in football. Right. And <laughs> yeah. the biggest thing I was saying, Joel, is um, if we got, like, a guy like Trey Young, right, mm-hmm. essentially Trey Young is a way better version of of Trey Burke, obviously. But yeah. I wouldn't want to get rid of Trey Burke because that's a really good like, guy to have like coming Trey off the Burke. bench. <laughs> so it's like, like if Trey you Burke get another point guard, we, like, you can assume if we get, like, let's mm-hmm. say Trey Young, that Moody A and Burke would have to go because you're not getting rid of, of Nilakina. And I hate right. the idea right. of that because I really like Burke at least coming off the bench. So I mean, yeah, I think he's, right. I think he's a great six-man type option. Um, and, yeah. and I really look forward to seeing how Moutier plays under Fisdale. Like, I don't think he ever kind of got the right opportunity in Denver. And you know, I think it'll be interesting to see, given given the reins and and not having this. Um, well, maybe you're the starting point guard, but maybe we're going to go with Jamal Murray type of bullshit. Like, what you know, what he can do with Fisdale essentially being like, hey, you're our guy. Go show us, you know, go prove us right as as far as us, you know, you know, making you our guy. Um, and and Trey Burke, you're you're our guy off the bench. You're you're our six man. You're our um, you know our, our point getter. Um, like I I think there's some interesting stuff there um, that. Uh, uh, which adds to my reasoning as far as wanting a wing for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's let's get into our final topic. We're gonna we're gonna slide our um, our debate, uh, Jawan, to to next week. Um, we'll have plenty of time uh, over the summer to discuss different topics like this. We just kind of ran out of time uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take the blame. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely rambled a lot in the first topic. So, um, I, but you know what? So did you, Jawan. So you deserve some of that blame. Joel, uh, <laughs> impeccable timing as usual. Uh, no blame for you. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
I want to talk a little bit about uh, who the Hawks should pick at number three. Um, yeah. Man, it's 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 so tough because I I really really hope that the Kings take um, Bagley or MPJ, and we end up with Luca. Obviously, you you guys know how high I am on Luca. I love the fucking guy. Yeah. I think I think he's gonna be terrific. Um, if Luca goes at number two, and the Kings are not interested in any sort of reasonable trade package for us to acquire Luca, I I'm on that Mo Bamba train, man. Um, I I think he's he's working on his shot now. Granted, you would have to really cross your fingers that either he or John Collins develops a jump shot. Uh, a, a, a reliable three-pointer, if you will, in today's NBA. Um, or hopefully both of them do. John Collins made a little progress on that on that corner three um, at the, the you know nearing the end of the season. So I mean, I think there's, I like there's some possibility there. Yeah, man, I really like him, and and that's another reason I don't want Marvin Bagley. I like I don't I'm not trying to fuck with John Collins' growth. Um, I think he's well, got potential to be a really good player. Like. I don't think he's ever going to be, like, great, but I think he could be one of those guys who's, like, a maybe one- or two-time all-star. Like, he has one of those kind of careers, you know what I mean? Like a like an A.C. Green or something. Um, you know, where he, he just – he has a very solid career, and he's a very integral role to our team. Uh, and if, if you draft Marvin Bagley, he's the same position. They're both, like, fours who could be small ball fives, but – don't really like you wouldn't really want to play either one at five the majority of the time. Um, whereas I mean, Mo Bamba is obviously a five. He's got that seven foot ten wingspan, just crazy crazy wingspan. Um, and you know he's working on a shot. I think you could pair him up. Uh, I think Jaron Jackson Jr.'s floor is higher than Bamba's um, because like of his, his ability. I like him a lot too, man. But I just. I, I don't see him. I don't see him as a franchise player. I see him as a awesome core player. Yes, awesome complimentary player, like a third option, um, like a like essentially what you what you wish you had out of Kevin Love, like a no, guy who could spot up hit threes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Al Horford. Um, but yeah, like a guy who could spot up hit threes and play defense. And protect the rim, like that—that's what you want out of a center. But that's not the Hawks need a game changer. Um, I, I think, I think, I think Chris Bosh is like a lot better than Jaron Jackson. Uh, was a lot better than Jaron Jackson will be, but um, yeah, possibly, possibly, who knows? Um, Bosh was good, but uh, but nevertheless, like I, I really do. I, I think Bamba would be the guy if. They take Luka Doncic. I really don't want us to take Bagley. If we do take Bagley, you know, I'll bite my tongue and 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 support the guy. But um, it's just not not my first choice. Um, I know, like ESPN. Would they start next to each other? They would, right? What's that? John and uh, Marvin. Would Marvin and John? They would. You'd start them next to each other, right? Uh, Who would play center in that in that situation? Marvin oh, Bagley and John uh, Collins. I don't know, man. I guess John Collins, but 
I, I don't, I, like I said, I don't feel like either one of them are really sinners. I mean, I, th- I feel like you just throw them out on the court and see what fucking happens. But, I mean, right. neither one of them are, are, are A-plus defenders. Uh, I think John Collins would have a leg up on defense on Marvin Bagley, who played no defense at Duke, and they even had to implement his own defense to kind of hide his defensive, um, uh, his, his lack of defensive um, aptitude. But right. I don't know, man. I, I see a lot of similarities, a lot. And, and granted, a lot of this has to do with drive, and I, I'm not projecting that onto Marvin Bagley, but I see a lot of similarities between him and Michael Beasley. Um, if you look at their stats Ooh. in college, Ooh. they're very fucking similar. And Michael Beasley's stats are even, like, a little bit better. Um, but they're very similar. My, Michael like, Beasley in college is a beast. <laughs> oh, he was a fucking dominant. Like, he, that's why he went number two monster. overall. Yeah. Yeah, he but, was like, a beast. I, but that's, like, essentially that's the same thing that, that, that Bagley is. Yeah. And, but the defensive question mark. Beasley is- his a little bit, lies. all lies. A, a little <laughs> bit. He's taller. They have the same wingspan, um, but yeah, he is taller. taller. He's 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 about two or three inches taller. Yeah, um, he, he like he projects more of a four-five, whereas Beasley projected more of a three-four. Uh, or right, yeah, yeah, exactly. more, of more of a three-four. More of a wing. Right. Um, but nevertheless, like I do see a lot of similarities between their their college games, and like I said, I think a lot of a lot of Beasley's downfall had to do with his drive, but um, but nevertheless, like nah, I don't I know, he just scares me. And 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 you know, I know ESPN okay. thinks the world of Bagley. Like they think he is the most surefire, like going to be a success, um, going to be. He's the next Tatum. And, you know, people are going to overlook him, and he's going to be Rookie of the Year and have have the best season, and he's going to be the best player out of this draft. I don't fucking buy it. I don't buy it, man. They compare him to Chris Bosh and shit. (laughs) Yeah, I think he'll maybe be the fourth, fifth, sixth best player in this draft. I I mean, I think Luka's going to be the best player in this draft. I think Aiton, I I think Bamba has the potential to be better than him. I think Jaron Jackson has the higher floor um, there, there's just a lot of people, and then you never know what you're going to get out of guys like Zaire Smith or Lonnie Walker. They could be the next fucking, you know, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Sleepers. So, I'll just sleepers. Uh, yeah, there. sleepers. So, I don't know. I've heard a lot I, of Lonnie Bagley, Walker. I'm like, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I like Zaire Smith a little more. Um, he's, like, he's so athletic, man. That, that fucking kid is going to be, I think he's going to be really fucking good. Um, but anyway, um, I, I guess I guess you know for the for for the Hawks pick it was just going to be me rambling for a minute and and Joel inter, <laughs> interjecting uh, here and there uh, to, <laughs> to to offer some some counterpoints because we're out of time. Um, but anyway, uh, we're going to have a mock draft tomorrow night. Uh, Luke and I are going to be doing our final mock draft before the NBA draft. Uh, he's going to be offering his uh, first-round mock draft with three trades. I'm going to be doing the same with three trades of my own, so be sure to tune in for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then, of course, Thursday is the actual draft. Joel, you are going to be hosting that. We're going to go live at Yay. 7 o'clock. 
Yeah, yeah. man. It, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm going to be I'm there so as soon as I can be. Uh, yeah, me too, man. Not sure exactly when I get off work. I'm going to be so pissed if I don't get off work in time to see who the Hawks pick in live action. <laughs> you know, time. But we'll, we'll see how that works out. But anyway, uh, Jawan, Joel, thank you, sirs, as always, for uh, joining me. Uh, it was a fun discussion, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow for our mock draft, and we'll see you Thursday uh, for the actual draft. Until then, peace. Peace. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.